Yo, y'all know what time it is. NCOPD Live, Wednesday night, prime time. We in the building. TPSGL is ready to go. I want all the smoke. Let's do this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of NTOPD Live, hosted by yours truly, Staff Sergeant Hicks, hashtag the one and only professional SGL. Listen, tonight y'all got me. Y'all know I said a couple times I like to come at you guys once a month, and tonight worked out great because I had to reshuffle a guest. I was supposed to come on next week by myself, but we had to reshuffle a guest, so I'm going to be on tonight, and I got a few interesting topics that I would like to talk to you all about tonight. So first and foremost, before we even get started, I wanna tell you all about the announcement that we were supposed to make on Friday. We had to postpone that announcement because the special individual that we were going uh, to announce to you all uh, had some things going on, that individual was traveling, so we couldn't get that individual to come on camera, but I promise you we are going to reschedule that announcement. Uh, at a later date. Uh, so look out for that and appreciate all this love and support. I know everybody was waiting to hear, but we had to postpone that announcement. Also, uh, so I told y'all around the July 4th uh, holiday celebration that we're going to release uh, the link to our clothing line so everybody can go out there and purchase uh, NCO PD Live gear, NCO PD Live attire that is still set. Uh, we're probably going to have a release party uh, here on, on the NCOPD Live forum uh, where we can come on and, and talk about some of the things that's going to be uh, available for you all to purchase. Um, super excited about that. Uh, I know that's going to be great. And then I also mentioned to you all before uh, about having uh, regional chapters of NCOPD Live across the globe. So we're looking to expand this platform. Uh, I did get a chance to speak with all five of the advisors. Uh, they did give me some guidance and we are working behind the scenes uh, to try to get this set in motion. A uh, good thing about that is, is I'm not looking to do that like within the next three to six months. So that's going to be probably released sometime next year because there's going to be an interview process of individuals uh, the whole nine yards. So it's going to be something big, but look out for that as well. So be on the lookout for those three things right there. And as time grow on, I'll come back on and uh, update you all on uh, those those items that we talked about. So tonight, listen, y'all got the TPSGL, the one and only. I'm in the building. Listen, and I got a couple of topics I want to talk to you all about tonight. And I want it um, some things that I have been thinking about that I think that we often don't talk about. Now, I will tell you this to start it off. Um, leadership is hard. Leadership is hard. And from my professional opinion, uh, leadership isn't supposed to be easy. Leadership. Now, likership may not be hard. Likership may not be easy because you're trying to get those individuals to like you. But why would I say leadership is hard? Because sometimes as a leader, you have to make those decisions that's not going to be popular with everybody that you lead. And watch this. Sometimes you may make some decisions as a leader that may not even be popular with yourself. 
But yet and still, as leaders, we are 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 we are obligated sometimes to make those hard decisions. So the first thing I want to talk to you all tonight about is um, obstacles and opportunities, obstacles and opportunities. Why am I talking about obstacles and opportunities? So check this out. Um, when we think of obstacles, we think of something like that's going to stop us or something that may slow us down or hinder us. Um, and or like I said, it may stop us, may not even get us to our agenda or the set goal that we're doing. But I thought about something as a leader and I was sitting um, and I said, hey, sometimes an obstacle, it may not be as bad as we think as leaders. Because sometimes obstacles are there to set us back to to grow us. Uh, it may be there uh, to to slow us down from uh, calamity up ahead. And I thought about when I thought about an obstacle, I thought about traffic. Everybody know when you're riding and you're on the highway and you're trying to get somewhere, right? You're trying to get to a location. You're trying to get the formation or you're trying to get to work. And then all of a sudden, a traffic jam or let's say a train comes up and now all of a sudden we look at that oh man this obstacle and most times when we get obstacle what's the first thing we do as leaders we tend to try to look for another avenue of approach we try to look for another route that we can take an alternate route uh when we're looking at an obstacle but i begin to sit and i think i said hey sometimes obstacles are not bad when you're caught in that traffic jam that's time to self-reflect. Or when you're caught with that train, that's time to sit back and go over the notes that you're getting ready to do at your corporate office or your corporate or your corporate job, wherever it is that you I'm going to touch everybody tonight. And so I began to think about obstacles. I said, man, sometimes we 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 view things based off of our perception that is always bad or that is it's always negative. But there are some obstacles that are not bad obstacles. And then I know I noticed another thing as leaders is we don't like to deal with adversity. Adversity is an obstacle. What do you mean, TPSGL? You know what? I'm glad you asked. Uh, adversity. What do we deal with at, in, with adversity as leaders? Y'all can start commenting some of the things that we deal with as far as adversities. Some of the things we deal with adversities as leaders that may be obstacles is I, I, I'm, I'm, I can't get promoted. I can't get promoted on time or uh, I missed uh, SP or I forgot to do uh, said task. So because I forgot to do this, there's a there's something that's going to come behind it, which I'm going to talk about later. But not all adversity is bad. It's based on the perception of how we view things. And I believe as leaders that if we change our perception, if we change our mindset, of what we're looking at and how we look at it, we won't always view things as negative. We won't always view all adversities as negative. We won't always view all obstacles as negative. But because of the obstacle, because of the adversity, that when we go through that and we come out on the outside, on the other side of it, we, we've developed something called, I see, um, the not so great, uh, great bill when put it in there. We we discovered that we have growth and that we have strength that we're able to conquer an obstacle. If you've never come come uh, if you've never conquered an obstacle or an adversity, it's hard for you to get that point across to somebody that's going through an obstacle or somebody that may be faced with adversity or an obstacle, whichever way you want to look at it. But sometimes obstacles are put in our path. As leaders in the professional, in the army, in the military perspective, and in our civilian sector, that these obstacles and these adversity are put in our past just to see if we're able to conquer it, if we're able to go through it. And a lot of times uh, we we don't want to face obstacles. We want everything to be handed to us. I, I've always said it. Uh, uh, a couple of times, even on this show and even to leaders when I was at the academy and people I just talked to in general that may reach out to me is that we we as leaders, uh, not all of us, but some of us feel like we are entitled to things being handed to us. We are entitled that we're supposed to get the position that we are entitled 
that we're supposed to get the promotion, that we are entitled to everything is supposed to be rosies or roses when we get uh, to a certain uh, echelon or a certain time in our career. But nobody wants to go through an obstacle. We all want the position. We want the title. We want the glory that goes with it. But we don't want to go through the obstacle in order to get said position or said promotion or whatever it is that we're looking at. And that is a sense of entitlement. But nobody wants to go through the obstacles to get it. So obstacles are not always bad. Adversity is not always bad. It's based on our perception of how we look at something and how we're going to determine how we are going to conquer it. Every now I want to look at opportunity every day. My man Jack and my man, um, uh, oh, not so great beer one always says, Hey, when you well, I know the great beer one says it. Whenever you wake up in the morning, you got another opportunity, you gotta, you have another opportunity to get it right. So, how am I gonna tie obstacles in with opportunity? Watch this if you are faced with an obstacle and you didn't conquer it today. If your eyes open up tomorrow morning, you have another opportunity to conquer that obstacle. But the first thing you have to do is change your perception of how you view that said obstacle. Every last one of us, whether you're in the civilian sector, whether you're in the military sector, we go through obstacles. But it's all based on how we view it is how we can uh, conquer that obstacle. When we see opportunities, all of us, they say, uh, I know there's a phrase that goes around that says, when opportunity knocks, you go and open the door. And it goes back to the sense of entitlements. All opportunities may not be the opportunities that we want. Well, what do you mean, TPSGL? I'm glad you asked again. An opportunity sometimes may be disguised in an obstacle. Why am I saying that? An opportunity, uh, most people don't want to go to NTC for a duty station. Most people don't want to go to JROTC for a poke for a duty station because we see it as an obstacle. But sometimes your best opportunities can be wrapped up in that obstacle. I remember a sermon uh, that my, uh, my pastor, my uncle, preached uh, a while back and I just happened to be, I happened to be home. I think I was stationed in Georgia uh, and I went home for the Christmas holiday. It could have been Georgia, maybe even here in, uh, in Virginia, but he, he preached a sermon and it was, it was titled, it was hidden, but not taken. And he gave this illustration. He was talking about blessings and he was saying, sometimes our blessings that have been promised to us, they're hidden in locations or remote locations because we'll never go there to get it. It's, it's, it's hidden in an area that we most likely won't think about. So he gave this illustration. He said, when you buy children uh, gifts and you buy them presents for Christmas, you don't just put them in plain sight. But what you do is, is you find those locations that you know they'll never look or Fort Bragg, or Fort Polk, uh, NTC, Fort Irwin. The opportunity is still there to be successful, but because we fail to go look in those remote locations, opportunity continues to pass itself over. Opportunity continues to pass itself over. And you know, another thing I look at is we'll have an opportunity in front of us and based off of how somebody else dealt with that same opportunity of Fort Bragg, of Fort Drum, of Fort Hood, or whatever it is, based off of how they dealt with that opportunity, we'll pass that opportunity up because we don't want to go through the obstacles that they went through. We don't want to face the obstacles, watch this, that they, that they may have encountered. But just because one person encountered an opportunity, I mean, an obstacle doesn't mean everybody's going to encounter the same obstacles. 
Just because you dealt with something at a unit one way doesn't mean that you're going to always deal with it at every unit that you're going to deal and you're going to go to. Watch this. And if by chance that it that, that it happens, then it may cause for some self-reflection because our our reactions and our perceptions based on uh, what we may be that we may encounter doesn't negate that the opportunity wasn't given to us that the opportunity wasn't presented. It's all based on the perception of how we look at things. So when you're faced with an obstacle, don't look at it as always bad. Don't look at it as if this is the end of the world. Back yourself up, reassess the situation. Sometimes as leaders, we have to change our perception. We have to change how we look at things. We have to change our own, watch this, our own thought process. Because just because that's the way that we think about it doesn't mean that everybody else sees that the same way. So if I was to ask you, what are your, what are your obstacles? And, and sometimes your obstacles come before your opportunity just to see if you're willing to go through something in order to get this. You know what? Everybody that went, um, uh, let me see. What's a big oh ranger, or or airborne, or or air assault, or all of these other things, or sorority Murphy, or, or or whatever. Did you not think that they didn't have some type of obstacle? Did you not think that they didn't have some type of roadblock or some type of adversity? But they were they were willing to go through the obstacle, the adversity, or the roadblock just in order to achieve the opportunity that was presented to them. So what are your obstacles? What are you what are, what roadblocks are you allowing as a leader to hinder you from reaching the opportunity that's been presented to you? A lot of times what happens is when we're presented with an opportunity, we don't see everything that we got to go through it, but we have to be willing to go in spite of knowing the outcome. We have to be willing to go in spite of not knowing uh, everything that comes with that. Sometimes a lot of things, I don't believe that there was ever anybody that got on a um, on a uh, um, a clip when you were going down range or you left the wire that you knew exactly what was going to happen when you went down said route. But nevertheless, we were trusting and depending on everybody within that, in that convoy that everybody was going to do their job and get us back regardless of what the obstacle may have 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 presented itself if it did we knew how to watch this conquer the obstacle we've been trained we've been programmed as leaders to deal with adversity and every opportunity that you get if it's faced with an opportunity if it's faced with an obstacle you've already been trained You've already been taught how to deal with that obstacle. If that didn't tickle your fancy, come a little closer. I'll give you another one. Range, range week. You got to go out to the range. You got to fire your weapon. You have to qualify. And for whatever reason, that day you woke up, you just had a bad day. First round, you go out there, you couldn't qualify. That's an obstacle. What happens is, they take you off the lane, they rod you off the rain, and they go give you what is called remedial or refresher training. But watch this. They put you right back into the same obstacle in order for you to accomplish that obstacle. Now, some people, you get opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to accomplish or to uh, or to uh, conquer that obstacle, but the opportunity has been presented to you. Seize the opportunity. Don't let an obstacle deter you from making it to your end state. Don't let adversity deter you from getting to your end state. It may, your obstacle may be a leader that you feel that doesn't quite like you, or you may feel that this individual has something against you. Well, how can you make that stick TPS? Yeah, once again, I'm glad you asked. 
there's an opportunity to sit and have dialogue with that individual. And, and, and your in-state or, or, or your goal or whatever is caught up in that obstacle. But watch this, because that individual did me wrong. That individual felt like they 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 uh they have it after me. I'm not going to go and talk to them. So what happens is that we never conquer that obstacle. And watch this. It'll mess with you mentally, because when you go to another installation or another position, even in your civilian sector, you have yet to deal with that obstacle. And it'll continue to refresh, refresh itself. It'll continue to come back. And because we have not conquered that obstacle, we take that baggage with us because we haven't conquered that obstacle. So what I want you tonight, when you think about obstacles, I want you to think about opportunities too. What, what opportunity could I be missing if I don't conquer this obstacle? What what could I be potentially passing up on if I don't take uh, this obstacle head on? Change your perception of how you view obstacles. And I guarantee you, you'll begin to see the opportunities that have been faced or that have been presented to you. So that's obstacles and opportunities. Now, listen, this one is coming up. This is a hard one. This is going to be something tough. I know a lot of people may not want to hear and talk about choices and consequences. Uh, everybody has a choice. And everything you do, you have a choice. Now, you ever heard the, the, uh, the phrase, do what your rank can handle? I'm... I got the I got the the cliche behind it, but do what your rank can handle. No, I say do what you think that you can handle. Do what you think that you can handle. Do what you think that you're willing to afford to give up. We all have choices that we can make. We make choices as leaders every day. But you know what? Uh, sometimes we don't think about the consequences of the choices that we're faced with. Sometimes we think about the choices. We are, we, I'm the consequence. We already know the consequences of what could potentially happen. I'll give you an illustration, man. So, you know, uh, you have a soldier uh, that knows they are not supposed to go out and drink and drive. They know they get the safety brief. Hey, don't go out there on the weekend. Don't go drink and drive. And anybody that that puts a bottle to their mouth and they're out in the club and they're having a good time, they, they know they don't have a DD. They know what could happen if they leave that club or that or that restaurant or that establishment and they get behind the wheel and they're drunk. They know the consequences. But yet and still, we still make the choice to get behind the wheel. Even though we know the consequences of what could happen if we are to get caught. I'll give you another one. Uh, uh, drug abuse is zero tolerance in the military. But yet and still, we still have individuals that do it. And watch this. When they put said drug up to their mouth or however they may take it, they know the consequences behind it. So why? Do we still make those choices? I got I got I have an idea of why we may. Because even though we know the consequences, we don't ever think that we're going to get caught. So we still make the choices. Even though we know the consequences. That's in tip of your fancy. Come a little closer. I got another one for you. Uh we know when we're driving down the highway, there are certain things that we can't do. Number one, we can't speed. You got to have your seatbelt on. I'm going to bring this when I come to consequence and talk about consequences. I'm going to bring it all into revelation. We know we're supposed to have, we know we're not supposed to speed. We know we're not supposed to have, uh, wear our, we're supposed to wear our seatbelts. We're not supposed to text and drive. Uh, what's some other ones? Uh, we're not, we're supposed to stop. At a stop sign, not that California road, like some of y'all, like some of y'all be doing. I'm, I'm, I promise you, I'm gonna come across your field, your backyard in a minute. If I ain't hit you yet, just keep watching. 
And watch this. We know that we're not supposed to do these things, but yet we still make the choice to do it. One of the reasons we continue to make those choices, I said, because we don't think that we're going to get caught. But the most reason that we do it is because we have we haven't got caught. So, hey, you know what? I've been doing this for all these years. I've been doing this for so many uh, decades and time of time. I'm not going to get caught. Here's what gets me. Even though we know the consequences of those violations, even though we know the consequences of uh, doing drugs in the military, even though we know the consequences we still make the choice and then when we get caught we're shocked as if everybody is picking on us well wait a minute i have to challenge you because like i stated in this segment we all have the opportunity to make that choice if if you knew if you knew that if you drove down a certain road uh, whether it was daylight or night or nighttime. If you knew that you drove down a certain road and uh, the consequences of you driving down that road uh, was going to be uh, that the bridge was going to blow up or, or that the road wasn't stable and uh, driving on this road could potentially cause injury, serious injury or and, and or life or death. Would you drive down that road? Or if you knew that going into a particular establishment, uh, that there was going to be some type of calamity uh, in that establishment, would you still make the choice to go to that establishment? You know the consequences of going there but I don't think I want to do that. It's the same thing. We know the consequences behind some of the choices that we make. And a lot of things I do give uh, 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 when it says commanders have to assume the risk. Sometimes we take unnecessary risks as leaders. Sometimes we take unnecessary chances as uh, human beings or, or as leaders because of, I don't know if it's that we like to live on the edge or whatever it is, but there are some choices that I sit back and I look at it and when I weigh the risk and the consequence that come with that choice, I'm like, eh, yeah, that's not something I think I want to, that's not something I think I want to do. I don't want to take that, I don't want to take that, make that choice and assume that risk, what comes with the consequences with it. That's what we have to do as leaders. We're all held accountable, at least we should be, held accountable for the choices that we make as leaders. We have to be held accountable and willing to accept the consequences that comes behind those choices. I mean, when I was a young detachment sergeant man, soldier show up, soldier be late, to my formation, hey, I need my time back. But everybody feels that, oh, first sergeant don't like me. All oh, the platoon sergeant don't like me. Why they don't like you? Because they making me do this, this, and this. Okay, well, why they making me do this and this? Can you believe it? Because I was five minutes late. Well, wait a minute. That <laughs> You knew the consequences of being late. But for whatever reason, you made the choice not to be on time. Now, there's sometimes there's accidents that happen. We may oversleep or we didn't set our alarm or whatever. But there's, there's some choices that we make as leaders that we know the consequences of that choice. But yet we still make the choice. And because we've been getting away so long and so long uh, with making the same choices and getting away and there has not been no consequences uh no sense of accountability for making those choices we have a lot we have a lot of leaders that that even uh that may even be in leadership position make choices 
make consequences and nobody holds them accountable for those consequences. They know the consequence behind it, but because nobody holds them accountable, they continue to make those same choices, not facing those consequences. I like that. Choices do turn into habits. They do. Choices turn into habits. But I will solicit this to you. If you don't change your ways, if you don't reevaluate your choices, if you continue to make those same choices, eventually your consequences are going to catch up with you in the end. Why? Because we fail to change our perspective. We we fail to change our perception. We fail to change how or reevaluate those choices before we make them. And eventually your consequence is going to catch up with you. Um, I like how he said choices turn into habits. You know why? Because if you continue to do something for so long, you will develop it over time and it's going to become a habit. And how do, and I don't know if you, you know it, but it's, Hard to break a habit when you've been doing it for so long. TBS, yeah, I can't get with you on that one. Y'all remember when you first came in the army? You know, whether you was fresh out of high school or you was on that delayed entry program like some of us. And you've been accustomed for doing things so long in, in the civilian sector. Get up when you want to or, you know, if you were if you were working, you pretty much had a lax job. Come in, go do whatever you want. But when you went to basic training in that first morning, the drill sergeants came in there and woke you up, got you out of the bed. Man, you're like, man, look, this is crazy. But that habit can be broken. That habit can be broken. Chances are, are the choice uh, the choice is yours. Are you willing to break that habit? Reevaluate your choices. Before you make those choices, because every choice has a consequence. Now, here's 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 the flip part of that. Some some consequences are good, some consequences are bad. But I guarantee you, as leaders, we already know those consequences before we make those choices. I was having a discussion with my son uh, about. Uh, about three months ago and he's 20 now he's made some bad choices in his life and there's nothing to be ashamed about so i told him i said hey son uh you have to understand that in this world that we live in uh and and, and i remember he he thought he was like man see pop you don't care you know and it's not that i didn't care but i was trying to get him to understand that Hey, man, listen, uh, you are of age now. So when you were a minor, you know, myself and your mom was probably held to some accountability for your choices, for your actions or the things that you did. There may have been some slack on mom and myself. But now that you are of age and I told him, say, you know, right from wrong. Leaders know right from wrong. After you get a certain age or you've been in the you've been in the military for more than a day, you know right from wrong. So how is it your leadership fault when you make a choice and now you have to suffer the consequence? It goes back to something I like to talk about called personal accountability. Personal accountability. And and a lot of times we don't want to accept the consequences because we don't hold ourselves personally accountable. One of my advisors says all the time, she says, a character flaw. When I first heard this, uh, when she said character flaw, it... I never heard that. I had I had never when she broke it down to me, I understood what she was saying, but I never heard the phrase character flaw. And when people 
don't want to accept personal accountability for the choices and suffer the consequences that they are faced with, that's a character flaw. It says something about your character. Let me see. Ariel Wilson says, um, uh, knowing, knowing better does not always cause people to do better. One must gain the habit of discipline. Discipline develops habits that keep individuals on a good path, even when uh, the natural tendency uh, is to do the wrong thing or rebel against the rules. I like that. Let me see what you got going on, Griff. Uh, you have to learn how to own it. I, you know what? This is all topic, but I'm going to talk about that for a minute. You have to learn how to own it. You are the first to make, you're not, you are the, I'm, not, I'm guessing you're saying you're not the first to make a bad decision and won't be the last. Own it, learn from it, uh, and move, and then move on from it. That is so true. There, if you haven't, continue to stay in the military. One of these days, you're going to make a decision that's not going to be so popular. It may be a bad decision, but you still have an opportunity to get up and learn from that, that, that decision, that choice that you made ownership of, of of the choices that we make i see this all the time and i'm going to talk about one day in my show a cultural difference uh between active duty and reserve because i'm in a reserve i'm in a reserve unit now uh acrc position and there is a cultural difference but there's no sense of ownership to put your name on something listen as leaders we have to take ownership no leader from a private all the way to the uh, secretary of defense has always made the right decision in their time in the military. I don't care whether you army, I don't care whether you Navy, Marine, Coast Guard, Air Force, Space Force, Compo 1, 2, or 3. There has never been a leader to make a, a, a Always make the right decision. Never in the history of the military that you can you cannot point me out one leader that has always made the right decision. But what I see some leaders like do going back with what Griff said, they don't want to take ownership. So what we do is we pass the buck and we don't want to accept the consequences of our own choices. But like I said, personal accountability. Sometimes as leaders, we have to assume risk. When we go into war, do you not think that the commander in chief, it don't matter what party he is. It don't matter if it's a he or she. It don't matter what color they is. Do you not think that when the commander in chief sends individuals into combat, that they don't weigh the risk of losing individuals? But yet that choice has to be made and they understand the consequences behind it. But most leaders, I like that don't like to uh, own it. They want to pass the buck. Jack says, after you own it, then you have to clear your conscience and clear path of steps from failure to success and minor setback for a major comeback. I like that. I like that. Let me see what Kyle's saying. Kyle checking us out from YouTube. If it's a large consequence, don't dog yourself too long and show your worth. <laughs> I like that. We have to uh, deal with our consequences. We have to be able to own it, face it. First and foremost, guess what? Make that choice. Own up to the consequences. Whether, Because I tell you what, if the consequences are good, everybody want to own up to it. But if the consequences are bad, leaders want to punt. They don't want to accept the consequences of their decisions. You have some leaders in the military right now, since we're still talking about choices and consequences. You have some leaders in the military right now that refuse to make a decision. Why? Because they don't want to accept the risk. Or they don't want to accept the consequence behind said choice. It's leaders right now. I know a few. Don't want to make no con don't want to make no choice, don't want to make no decisions because they don't want to accept the consequences. There's not one leader 
in the whole department of defense or even in your corporate office that's always going to make the right decisions. There are some choices we get ready to make, but we don't know the consequences behind. We don't know. Guess what? But we got to take that. We got to take that opportunity. We got to step up on. I don't like talk. We got to step out on something called faith. We got to believe. You, the the commander in chief, don't know how many soldiers that he or she is going to lose when they send soldiers into combat. They don't know that, but they know the consequences are possible that that could happen. But we have some leaders that sit back and don't want to make decisions. They don't want to make choices. Because they don't want to reach or they don't want to face the consequences. So that can be twofold. There are some choices that we make. We know the outcome, but yet we still make those con- or we still make those choices, but we don't want to face those consequences. Choices, consequences. Every choice, every choice you make has a consequence. And one thing I, 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 I like, I'm going to talk about real quick before I transition to my last point is uh, understand this, the choices that you make that comes with those consequences, it don't just affect you. It affects everybody around you. Listen, I don't, I, I, I know this is a, a I, I use this for a military a form, but I even had this talk with my youngest daughter. I said, baby girl, listen, daddy needs you to understand that every choice that you make, it doesn't just affect you. It affects, it affects my granddaughter. It affects your mom. It affects me. It affects your brothers. It affects your sisters. It affects your aunties, your uncles, your cousins, grandpa, papa, nana. It affects everybody. Not one choice that you make is only going to affect you. Every choice and consequence that you make, understand that there is a domino effect of individuals around you that will be affected by that choice that you make. Consequences, whether they're good, bad, or indifferent, but every choice that you make, whether professionally, personal, civilian sector, whatever you're doing, it affects everybody around you. So don't get caught up in the fact that um, if I make this choice, that it's only going to affect me. Yes, there is a second, third, fourth, fifth order of effect. When we, especially as leaders, especially as leaders, there is a second, third, and fourth order of effect. And you know, the number one thing that it it normally affects that we don't look at, it affects morale. I got it readiness. I got it. But it definitely affects morale. So understand this before we transition to our last point. Every choice that you make, it has a consequence. But it also affects those individuals around you. I'm, I'm loving this being able to come on camera and talk to y'all. Like I said, I got to do this once a month. Next thing I want to talk about is the army values. And, and I want, and, and, and this is not, this is not rhetorical, but I want y'all to uh, indulge me for just a second. And I want you to tell me what is, what is, what out of the seven army values, uh, I know everybody's going to say all of them mean, but I want you to tell me if there's one that sticks out to you the most and why, and I'm going to read your comment. So I want y'all to indulge me on that real quick. What does the army values mean to you? Why, why did the army place these values for us to have as soldiers? Why? Did we, did we ever stop to think why we have army values? So when I look at what we first talked about, we talked about obstacles and opportunity. Then we talked about choices and consequences. And then I tied it into uh, army values. Anybody that watches this show or anybody that knows me personally or professional, y'all know every time I do something or every time I click this live button or I have the opportunity to engage with individuals, it is a strategic reasoning behind 
why I'm doing what I'm doing. So we had obstacles, opportunity. We had choices, consequences, and then I'm closing it out with army values. What are our army values? Loyalty, duty, respect, selfless service, integrity, professional courage. We have, wait, loyalty, loyalty, duty, respect, selfless service, integrity. I'm missing one, right? Courage. No. What am I missing? Oh, man. And I'm live. Boy, that would have been something for everybody to come on here and do uh, a five-second rule with the TPSGL, uh, the seven Army values. Okay. Oh, honor. I know I was going to get it. Honor. Uh, so when I think about the Army values, the biggest one that sticks out to me is uh, it's kind of a toss-up between uh, loyalty and respect. But uh, I got you. I appreciate it, <laughs> Swazinator. I appreciate it. Uh, the It's kind of a toss-up between loyalty and respect. And if I had to put those, those two as it relates to one and two with me, respect would have to be the first one and then loyalty. And then I could number them as so forth. But why do I choose respect? It's because if I respect the person to my left and to my right, if I respect the individual as a person first, regardless of their race, color, creed, national origin, sexual orientation, preference, if I could just learn to respect them as a person, then my loyalty will always be to the person, not what's on their chest, not based on their, uh, on their color or, or their skin color. But if I can respect them as a person, army talks people first. Do we really get the message? Do we really get the message? Respect is one of, it is the top army value to the TPSGL. I love all seven, but respect is my number one. I'll give a person respect regardless of how they treat me. Some of y'all may say, oh, you just talking. No, 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 I'm not. Because I'm, I'm giving you a story if you haven't heard it again. There was a young second lieutenant that tried to railroad my career and a young captain that gave me a 4-4 NCOER and said and gave me a no in the respect block on the old NCOER. And I'm going to be honest with y'all. That hurts Staff Sergeant Hicks. Because if it was anything my papa and my big my uh, grandparents taught me was to respect one another. Respect one another. Even though this individual tried to railroad my career, when I would see her, when I would see him walking into the battalion, I always gave the proper greeting of the day. I always rendered the salute. Sometimes they said something back to me. Sometimes they didn't. But I did the right thing because watch this. Had I not respected them, it would have validated everything they put on that NCOER. So respect is the biggest army value to the TPSGL. And we can learn to respect people first, not their rank, not their duty position, not based on how much you may know more than them. If you could just respect them as a person, then I believe that I will, I believe that I will force would be that much better. It would be that much greater. But lack of respect, in my professional opinion, if we don't have respect, the rest of those army values, in my professional opinion now, I think we lay waste to them. How can I honor something if I don't respect it? How can I have integrity to tell the truth if I don't respect it? 
How can I have selfless service for those that are, are my superiors and subordinates alike, or even my superiors, if I don't respect them? How can I have honor if I don't respect you? Respect goes a long way. A lot of people say some people and I'm not going to, you know, if you if you believe that you do, if you don't or whatever. A lot of people that believe that respect is earned. Respect is earned. I'm, I'm from a different cloth. And if you believe respect is earned, you are entitled to believe that. But me, I believe respect is always given. Now, that doesn't mean the TPSGL has always been perfect. But over the years, I've learned that regardless of how people may treat me, I'll still respect them as a person. But don't don't get it twisted in the back of my mind. I understand how you treat me and I know how to maneuver around you when I'm in your presence. Or a lot of people may say, ah, you know what? I'll respect your rank, but I don't respect you as a person. I'll be honest with you. I'd rather a person respect me as a person than to respect me as Staff Sergeant Hicks or respect me as the TPSEL on this platform. I'd rather earn your respect. I'd rather have your respect as a person first. TPSGL, that's just a part of, of who I am. But I want you to respect me as a person. I've never had a soldier, knock on wood, I've never had a leader tell me that they respect my rank and not me as a person. I would never want to hear that. And as leaders, we would all we would we should always want our seniors, peers and subordinates alike to respect us as a person. But the moment a soldier doesn't respect you as a person and they only respect you as a as your rank, understand what they're telling you. I'm respecting you because military regulatory guidance says I have to respect what's on your chest. That is the only reason why I'm respecting you because of military regulatory guidance says I have to respect you as a sergeant. I have to respect you as a captain or major or colonel or whatever, but I don't respect you as a person. Respect goes a long way. And I'll be honest with you, it is a trait that has been lost in the military. Now, granted, I, I got it that we're trying to come back to people first. But the way we can conquer people first is we have to learn to respect each other, regardless of your rank, duty, title and or your position. We have to learn to respect each other. So you thinking or you riding and you're listening to this tomorrow on the podcast, go follow us on Apple Podcast. Let me throw this shout out real quick. Go follow us on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Anchor. When you're listening to this and you're riding or you're on a plane or wherever you're going and you listen back to this, think about your obstacles and the opportunities that come with it. Don't pass up an opportunity because of an obstacle. Think about your choices, reevaluate your choices and understand the consequences behind them. Not only understand the consequences behind them, but own up to them. Take accountable or be accountable for those consequences that from those decisions, the low choices that we made as leaders. And always remember the army values. What army value means the most to you? Let me go back. I said I was going to read some of you all's comments. Um, let me see. Um, uh, Mr. Wilder says, loyalty, it speaks on your commitment. Feelings will fade. How are you going to respond uh, when you have a word? Okay, I like that. Or, okay, I like that. So here's his loyalty. Appreciate you. Lady said, Lord, I, I was figuring out, trying to figure out which one I missed. It was honor. And then uh, Mr. Kyle says, selfless service. Most thing I don't want to do. Uh, wait. Most thing I don't want to do. But if not me, then who? Hey, 
you know what? And you know what? I I like the honesty. I like the honesty. Because a lot of times we talk about selfish service. Ain't nobody trying to sacrifice nothing for nobody else. Not nowadays. Because everybody's out trying to get, you know, get for their own. So <clears throat> uh, let me read this. Uh, I believe respect is yours to lose. Okay. Everyone gets respect for me until they show me otherwise, regardless of title of position. Yeah. Now, at the end of the day, you still have those that say, hey, you know what? I'm going to respect your rank. But I'm not going to respect you as a person uh, that speaks volume of character in my perspective. Uh, we got Mr. Dave checking in. I am a I am a respect is I am a respect is an uh, earned commodity. The person governs how much uh, how much confidence he or she has in what another person does or says. Having good morals and values are uh, what you display when you show other people common courtesy. And that's at the end of the day, what's the golden rule? Treat others as, what did it say? Treat others as they should be treated. This, this profession that we're in, whether it's, I'm going to say this, I know this is military that I talk a lot about, but even just, even in civilian sector, this society in which we live in, uh, if everybody would just learn to respect one another, that's it. Just, I don't have to agree with you, but I can respect you. I'm going to talk about this. When does this, when does the, when the disagreement, uh, constitute disrespect? I'll talk about that another time, probably next month when I'm on here by myself. I don't have to agree with you, but I can respect your uh your feeling your choices and whatever it is to make like for instance, I, I am one that when i do eat grits i don't like sugar in my grits now some people like sugar in their grits okay i don't have to i don't have to look at you differently you just like sugar in your grits but it doesn't make me want to disrespect you because you like sugar in your grits if we learn to respect one another. And then loyalty, my second army value. Anybody that knows me, loyalty is huge with me. Loyalty is huge with the TPS. Yeah, everybody on my team know that I hold loyalty up there. It ain't as high as respect, but it's right below respect, baby. I hold loyalty to be true. If I can't trust you, I can't have you on. I can't have you on my team. So respect and loyalty are my two biggest army values. So uh, remember, obstacles and opportunity. Not all obstacles are bad. It depends on how you look at it. Don't let an obstacle stop you from your opportunity. Conquer that obstacle. And seize and lay hope to your opportunity. Choices and consequences. Every choice has a consequence. And every choice has a consequence and it affects not only you, it affects everybody around you. Even in your household, whether you're the head of household, whether you're a single parent or whatever, choices consequences it don't it on it don't only just affect you and make sure you always remember and keep the army values in front of you well listen i'm getting ready to chill leave is coming to an end man i've had a great opportunity i've had a great time uh but you know i'm glad i was able to come on tonight and i hope that i provided uh some um nuggets for everybody to put into their kit bag and um, we're looking so uh, I was going to forget to answer this. Um, I think it was uh, Smith, Miss Smith. If you're watching this, um, your message that you put into the inbox today, uh, I'm going to go back and read it. I, I did see it. Uh, I think somebody responded to it, but I did see it. But I'm going to go back and I'm going to read it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to read it. Well, you know what? No, let me read it tomorrow. Because I'm talking about I'm going to go and read it before the game come on. And I know I'm probably going to just breeze through it. 
At least I'm being honest with y'all. But I'll go back and I'll read your message tomorrow and then I'll respond to it uh, directly uh, and accordingly. So, as always, listen, it was great being on here tonight. I'm glad you all tuned in. Uh, remember uh, our um, admin announcements. We'll keep you guys and gals posted as time grow near for those uh, for those uh, things that we got going on here at NCOPD Live. Y'all know it. And as always, if you see something wrong and you fail to do something about it, then once again, you have just created a new standard. And at the end of the day, their issue is never with you, but their issue is with the standard. This has been yours truly, Staff Sergeant Hicks, hashtag D, one and only professional SGL. We'll be seeing you all next week. Y'all have a good night. Talk to you later. On behalf of my advisors, the NCOPD Live team, we would like to thank tonight's special guests and for all of you that have tuned in to tonight's show. Until next week, we'll be seeing you soon. Have a great evening. Good night.